All right, we're doing things a little bit different here today at the uh, Balcony Chatter podcast. Normally, I'd be here with uh, my co-host, Tim, but Tim kind of had some uh, prior plans come up, so we're switching it up a little bit. And uh, But I'm not entirely alone because I actually have a, a special guest here today joining me that I've been wanting to get on actually since the beginning of the podcast. Um, we've, we've mentioned it a few times. Um, some of you may have heard of the company Chuck's Buckets, um, either from us or what seems like any time you turn on a NHL game and you see somebody being um, interviewed at this point. They're wearing a Chuck's Buckets hat half the time. You know, it, it's awesome. Um, so today we got Chuck himself, Chuck uh, Eric Kellyan, and thank you for joining me today, man. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. How, how have things been going? How are you doing throughout the pandemic and stuff like that? It's a kind of a crazy time. Yeah, it definitely is a crazy time just dealing with it. You know, things were a little bit slow to begin. And then once um, the momentum started with hockey coming back and the playoff format and all that, you know, sales picked up a bit. You know, once people were getting back in the swing of things, you know, getting excited for, for hockey to get started back up. Yeah. Um, if you guys remember, um, you guys listening, Chuck and I actually met once um, earlier this season. It seems like forever ago at this point yeah, since it, does, it was last yeah, year. Um, you did a pop-up at the greatest bar before a game. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's one of my uh, actually favorite sp- spots to go to before a game. Uh, my fiance worked there. My sisters worked there. So I've been going there since 2013 pretty, you know, where I'm a season ticket holder just before every game, yeah. you know, for a few beers. And, you know, they got good food and they treat me great. They're good They're good people in there. That's awesome. And, and unfortunately, since all this stuff's going on, uh, you know, like, I hate to ask, but do you plan to do more of these pop-ups like when the season, you know, eventually we got to assume that we're going to get back to a normal life down the road. We don't know exactly when that might be, but um, you plan on doing some more pop-ups before before games and stuff? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I actually had something lined up. A good friend of mine, his fiance is actually one of the owners. Uh, her family is the owner of uh, Halftime Pizza. So oh, I had cool. something set up there, you know, basically right before the playoffs were supposed to start, but that, that fell through. And uh, I have some good relationships with some bar owners and restaurant owners throughout the city. So I'm hoping that I can definitely do more of those. I mean, there's not much more of a, there's not a much busier place than halftime pizza before a game. So he'll luck out there when that eventually comes through. Absolutely. Yeah. Great pizza. You know, they got the nice big beers. It's perfect for a game. So totally. Um, So I'd like to start talking, like start off with, how and why did you start doing Chuck's Buckets? Was it um, that you were sick of wearing jerseys or would forget your jersey and be like, oh, if I had something else, I probably wouldn't forget it? Or, you know, what, what made you start the, the company and start going, doing all this stuff that you're doing? So um, basically one day I was, I, um, what I do is sales, I'm on the road. So I was just driving one day. I'm like, you know, what would be a cool idea if, you know, to resemble a jersey on a hat because I'm a huge hat wearer. That's what I, when I go to a game, you know, sometimes wear a jersey, but it's usually always a hat. And I'm, sometimes the hats, the garden cells aren't too great. So I'm like, what about designing something that can resemble a jersey of your favorite player um, on the front and then on the back has a cool nickname or their last name or something like that? So yeah. that's really came about. And I started Googling other people like that idea. I didn't see many people or anybody doing it. So I'm like, you know what? I took a shot, and that's where, where we're at now. So, Yeah, and it, it's cool because it's it's very recognizable. Like, if you see an 88 in the Bruins colors, you know what it is. If you see an 88 in the Chicago colors, you know who it is, you know. And, and 
it's it's such a simple idea, but it really gets the point across, and it and it's such a great idea, and and it's cool because, like you said, a lot of people, including yourself, are big hat guys, especially in Boston. Like, um, I can speak from from personal experience. I've spent a lot of money on merchandise. I, I I I have to admit that, and I will buy stuff if I like it. So I mean, there's so many people in Boston that love sports, whether it's hockey or basketball or football, um, whatever it may be. Um, we don't really need to talk about how bad the Red Sox are right now. Oh but, God, yeah. Um, that. <laughs> it, but it also seems like you kind of started out doing doing hockey and branched out a little bit from there. Yeah, so I did start with hockey. I'm like, you know, what would be the best selling? You know, I wanted to start small. You know, you can't do anything too crazy at first. I'm like, right. you know, you can't go along with the perfection line. So I started with those three guys first. And then I'm like, how can you go wrong with, you know, Brady and Edelman? Right. And then I branched out with a little bit, did uh, basketball with Kemba Walker because baseball's tough, I think. Because, I mean, the, the Red Sox are kind of in limbo a little bit. They really don't have that stud type guy that, you know, um, can build around. But, it was just like, you know what, let, let me see if I can do a hat, like, say, with Brady. And, I mean, he's known as the GOAT. And just throw a GOAT in the back so everyone knows what that means. Right. And um, so that that's kind of where it started. Imposter and, you know, stuff like that. So Yeah, like you said, I mean, there's certain people, certain players that you just can't go wrong with. I mean, right, absolutely. Brady especially. I mean, Pasta, Bergeron especially, Marchand. Mm-hmm. Um, so you really – going that way is, is a pretty good safe bet to start out and – Obviously, I mean, it, it's grown very well from there. I mean, we're, yeah, we're... Ab- ab- yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it started there, and um, I have some good connections through the hockey world. Um, good buddy of mine, uh, one of his good friends is Kevin Hayes. So he heard the idea, was looking for some uh, Brady hat. And then I said to my buddy, I'm like, hey, see if he has interest in maybe if, you know, I can make him his own. So that's sure. where that started. And then I sent it down there, and he's been a huge – He's been a huge support for me. He's been a great guy. I mean, he's messaged me a few times. I've sent more hats down to him, sent some hats. Um, his actually family's been awesome. I've made a bunch of hats for him, his nephew, his sister, all that. So it's been pretty cool. That's awesome. Because, yeah. And, and uh, I, he's one of those type of guys that I wish that we had gotten on the Bruins. I mean, he's a, he's a great, um, seems like a great locker room leadership type of guy. And, I mean, you can't deny his skills on the ice. I mean, Philly's rolling right now, and he's definitely Absolutely. a huge part I mean, of that. And, yeah, he's, he's so strong in the puck. I mean, and uh, it would be good to get another Boston guy here for sure. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, and not just uh, not just hockey world. I mean, I've seen I, I've seen hats on Prez from Barstool. I've seen hats mm-hmm. on, you know, people on the Sports Hub talking on TV. I mean, it has to be pretty cool for you to see, you know, those type of people. But also the first time that you had seen – one of the players wearing your hat on TV. I mean, it, we've seen it at this point a few times. I mean, I've seen DeBrusque, I've seen Kevin Hayes. You know, in interviews, we've seen plenty of that, and it must have been yeah, pretty cool. It, it's super cool. I mean, you know, so, like, um, long story short, uh, back in, I think, about September last year, August last year, um, I was meeting up with a buddy who wanted to check out the hats, like, right when they first launched. So I had a bag of hats. I met with him in Seaport. Okay. On the way back, I stopped and grabbed the beer at a local bar, uh, actually a local restaurant bar, Tuscan Kitchen in the Seaport, and had a few beers, hung out at the bar, and I went to go to the bathroom when I was leaving. And coincidentally, I walked by a table. It was um, Pasternak, DeBrusque, um, Bjork, and Corrali, I think. 
So I, I walked by and then on the way, on the way back, I'm like, you know, when I have these hats on me. So I, I hooked them up with like, I gave pasta his and then the bros is like, what the hell is what's going on here? You didn't make <laughs> one for me. So I made one for him and um, through a few, few connections I have, like after I made it, I sent it over to him and it was super cool. So, you know, you didn't know if he'd ever wear it, if he was serious or not, but um, it was unbelievable watching him wear it for the first time. So super cool. Yeah. I mean, and now it's starting to spread throughout a few locker rooms. I mean, they're going, if you go to chucksbuckets.com and you look at the, the stuff that the hats that are on there, I mean, you have tons for Florida. You have a bunch for Boston at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're kind of expanding throughout some of the other teams as well with, with the Rangers. Yeah. I mean, and, um, yeah, Jacob Truba. I mean, I uh, messaged him. I made him a bunch of hats. He loves the idea. Um, Connor Sheary, Brandon Tanev, um, those guys. So, you know, actually the whole Florida Panthers team, my brother-in-law, is uh, good buddies of Brian Boyle, so he loved the idea, and the whole team did as well. So I made hats for uh, that whole squad. Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it's such a great idea, and it's so um, you look at you look at the hat, and you automatically know who it is. You know mm-hmm. when it's the colors of whatever the team is, you're gonna know if you're a fan of that team who it is, and and if you see the players wearing it, then you're gonna want you know the fans of that team are gonna want to buy some of the hats as well, and and kind of show their support for their team and all that. So um, it's such a great idea, and I, and I love the hats, and I have a few of my, of my own. So I definitely, yeah, you've been a huge supporter. I love it. So Yeah, I plan to get some more, and, and everybody, you know, everybody that we talk to, we always are talking about Chuck's Buckets with gra- grab a hat or whatever because um, I, when I was looking at the, the website earlier, there's a few that are already sold out. Yeah, absolutely. I do have some that are already sold out. You know, I try to keep up with soccer's as quick as possible but since the playoffs and things have started um, things have moved pretty quick so it's i guess a good problem to have yeah totally and and like i said i mean with it kind of going through locker rooms there's that awesome picture that you see now up on the website um or maybe you've seen it on social media with marshan um with the chucks buckets hat on the 63 in the in the um toronto yeah, i think super it's the cool entryway picture. of the locker room yeah, or something. Entry, right when they started up there i mean i was in shock when i saw it i'm like because you know he's got his own brand right um but I, I sent him a hat about back in february because it's actually funny um he i uh, heard through the grapevine through uh somebody that he wasn't a fan of the rat on the back of his hat oh no he said I, he's like i'd wear it if it didn't have the rat in the back so i made him uh a few other it's just the mesh one that says marshy on the back and i sent them back in february you know and i thought you know I haven't seen wear it at all, and then it popped up there, so it's super cool. Yeah, totally. So, I, that that's actually a cool story because I mean, obviously, everybody knows Marshan. Everybody kind of had he he knows himself that he has the reputation of being a rat, but right, maybe it's not the way that he likes to be perceived. But yeah, it's maybe, the way maybe that he plays. Not want to portray it that way, but like I said, though, I mean, it's super cool that he wears it. I mean, I love the support, and you know, that that, that speaks volumes for him. He's a good guy. Totally. Um, so. I, I was thinking about this earlier when I was when I knew that I was going to be talking to you today. Would you ever consider doing sort of like a um, like a throwback edition? And what I mean is, you know, like Gretzky and Yager and a couple of those big names. Because I'll tell you right now, I, I'd buy a Yager one today if it was up on the up on the website. Yeah, absolutely, that that is definitely something down the road to do like a legend series. Yeah, um, and like I said, like I think hockey. Um, especially, you know, I, I do like the other sports it will work, but I think it's, it's really gelled the best with hockey. I mean, I love to do a series, you know, Gretzky, Yager, Messier, like Lemieux. I think, you know, that's definitely something that's going to be next for next season. So for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, 
I feel like it's something that will definitely, you know, a lot of hockey fans will like. I'm I'm a diehard Boston fan. I know that we had Yager on the team for. I love that. That was great. A cup of coffee, <laughs> but at the same time, he's potentially my favorite player of all time, and he wasn't mm-hmm. really a Bruin for that long. So, I mean, I think that you have a lot of people that are fans of other teams around the league that would still buy a Gretzky hat or, oh, absolutely, um, yeah. you know, one of those mm-hmm. legends, you know? Yeah, that, that, that's definitely an avenue that I'm, I'm for sure going to go down next season. So. so with it being sort of more popular throughout hockey, I was curious to see how the, the Brady and the Edelman ones kind of um, – how they did, you know, is it something that people are, are reaching out and, and wanting more of those or? Absolutely. I mean, the Brady one was my bestseller really up until basically, you know, till he parted ways and I, I made an addition for him for Tampa Bay and that one sold really well. Um, but now it's um, bestsellers, Poss and Rock, okay. know, followed by uh, Marshawn. So those two have done extremely well. Um, that I believe that. I mean, that that seems to make a lot of sense. Pasta mm-hmm. has a lot of fans. I mean, the the Bruins themselves they have a lot of fans. You can't just put um, Pasta and Marchand out there without thinking about Bergeron and and all those guys. Absolutely, right. I mean, and you know, I've I've ran into a few of these guys. Charlie Coyle's been great. Um, I gave him a few hats uh, through a mutual friend, and I met up with him. I mean, every all these guys that I've met or come in contact with, you know, couldn't be any nicer. So it makes things easier. And and I feel like. Kind of like you said, hockey's a little bit different of a breed than a, some of these other sports. So I feel like some of these guys are a little bit more down to earth, um, and they seem like they'd be a lot more uh, eager to kind of throw a hat on. Whereas you get some of these baseball players mm-hmm. who are making hundreds of millions of dollars, and they don't really care about any of that kind of stuff. Right, and you know we're, we're such a in Boston, especially especially Bruins fans. It's a tight knit community type thing. And I, and I know the Bruins, you know, they're huge into fan support and stuff like that. And, right. And it obviously speaks volumes. They must like the hats, too. I don't think they'd wear anything they didn't like, so. Yeah, I, I would totally agree with that. Um, do you see yourself branching out um, to doing any winter hats, maybe, or things like that? I was thinking of doing beanies for over the winter. Okay. Absolutely. I think that would be a pretty cool idea, you know, same type of deal, um, but in, in a winter hat style. Yeah, the reason I ask is because, you know, I had a conversation with somebody recently about about the hats that you make, and they were Mm -hmm. like, I love the hats, but I'm not really like a baseball hat kind of guy. Right. So I love beanies, and if they made one, I would probably buy one immediately. Right. um, That's definitely something, you know, I've talked to, and um, I've talked to people about, and I'm going to put the feelers out there, you know, once fall comes around. Yeah. As you said, I I mean, you you got to kind of start small instead of going – you know, pedal to the metal sometimes, but right. Um, I feel like just knowing the the weather that we get around hockey season and things like that, it would <laughs> be a pretty good a sell. Game. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, so what what do you have planned, kind of next for for Chuck's buckets? Are you going to do any other type of merchandise, or are you um, have um, anything so in the works? There's a few things go- um, coming down the pipeline. Okay. Um, and I can't get into it too much, but we're hoping to next season to have these hats and on a lot more players and a lot more locker rooms. So, okay, um, I, I have a pretty good connection. I'm bringing him hopefully in as a partner, um, and he has a lot of good connections through the hockey world. So, um, hopefully next season we can we can blow it up a little bit. So, so do you ever see this? I mean, I know as you said, you're kind of um, this is 
sort of a, a passion project a little bit for you as mm-hmm. you, you said you're you're a salesman or a traveling salesman at, at times and um do you ever see this as potentially being something that you'd want to do full time and possibly have maybe some kind of a storefront or something in the city where I know that rent in the city tends to be expensive. Crazy. But, yeah. But if you um, kind it'd of be have more, go it'd ahead. Be more something, maybe I would love to do Like you said, it's a hobby now, but the hobby's turned into obviously a business and it's, it's been pretty successful. Um, maybe not my own storefront, but you know, definitely down the road, getting to other sports retail stores could definitely be an option. Cool. I mean, it's, it's always something like hats are never going to go out of style. So it's something that you'll, you'll be able to work with and expand on for, for, you know, hopefully years to come because mm-hmm. they're always going to be new players down the new, road and um, absolutely new, new, um, new talent coming up. And so definitely something I can expand on. I'm hoping. Yeah. Um, so I, what I would like to do actually is, is sort of, I know you're a big fan of hockey, um, mm-hmm. and and obviously you said you're a Bruins season ticket holder. Yeah. Um, so I I would probably believe you're just as biased as I am, but I'd like uh. to get your take kind of on what you think the bubble is like right now, and how you think that it's going to pan out, and you know maybe even get some some of your takes on how the teams are going to do, or who do you think is going to make it all the way. So. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like you said, I'm biased, um, but I do love the sport of hockey as well. So even, you know, if the Bruins do get bumped, you know, I still do watch. But, um, it's, I mean, it's a little concerning yesterday, I think. I mean, some of comments, I think, a little concerning unless he's just playing with the media. I'm not too sure. Um, and then you have today, you have the Canadians beating, what, Philadelphia 5 nothing. Yeah, so just, so just to give a little bit of context to everybody, we are recording this right now. We're talking on the 14th. So we're the the Bruins series is tied one to one. We lost last night, unfortunately. To um, I wish that somebody other than Dougie Hamilton would have scored that oh goal, but yeah. um, we unfortunately lost the game. It didn't really come down to one goal, but uh, I mean, I sort of did, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to give everybody a little bit of context, so if we re- if we release this later on, uh, which I believe we're going to release it Monday. Um, people don't say, well, what about the game that happened on Saturday? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I tend to agree and, with and, you. And then with that Dougie Hamilton goal, and then what was it? Like 15 seconds left, he was trying to go for that empty net. I'm like, oh, this would be great if we just uh, score within the last, you know, 15 seconds, but it didn't happen. So, um, but then, like I said, Montreal winning today. I mean, if they can ride price, I mean, that's scary. I mean, the guy's playing out of his mind. Yeah, Carey Price, a good Carey Price, or when he's on his game, is is very hard to beat. Um, I think the only issue is that we haven't really seen Carey Price in his in his peak or in his prime, I guess, the last couple seasons. So, right, it's going to be interesting uh. to see what happens. And now they, you know, I don't know if maybe they won this game five to nothing because they're trying to do, you know, they're rallied because of what's going on with Claude. With Claude, yeah. Um, which is unfortunate. I, I mean. I hope I wish nothing but the best for that guy. Although he's in Montreal, um, he he's the greatest coach that ever coached the Bruins. If you look stats wise, I'm pretty sure. So most wins, yeah, yeah. Yep. So I mean, he I, brought us the cup. I mean, what else can you say? Exactly. You know, you got to give credit where credit's due. I loved Claude as a coach here. His time kind of ran its course by the end of it, but um, you know, hope for a speedy recovery for him for sure. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, the playoff. I mean. 
this is it's just very interesting. I mean, you got the bubble, so there's just no home ice advantage. So, I mean, you look at Columbus. I mean, they could easily be up 2-0 on Tampa. Right. It's a total wagon of a team, you know. And, I mean, like you said, biased. But if the Bruins play, I mean, considering that second line looks great, I think. Uh, Kasha and Krejci look awesome. And if they can click, I mean, there's no reason why the Bruins can't end up back in the finals. I, I, mean, I you get you got to get better goaltending, but I mean, I think Charlie McAvoy stepped up huge. I think he looks great, and um, so we'll just have to see. I mean, I think drawing Carolina it's not the worst thing in the world. I think I'd rather draw Carolina than Columbus right now. I I mean I, I agree with everything that you're saying there. I think that the second line has just straight up turned it on. Krejci, it's been a bit since we've seen Krejci with a good winger consistently mm-hmm. on on that side. Um, Debrusque has been fine, but I think that he's going to bury a little bit. He's had the opportunity, so I know he will, but he's going to just start putting the puck in the back of the net. Right. And like you kind of said earlier, which I, I, I'm curious to see how you feel, but that what were those comments by Tuca, and how does that make you feel going into the next game, knowing that he's going to be the starter? Did they come out and say he's going to start? So Did I saw today that? on the Bruins' Twitter, yes, they said that he was going to start and, and – um, Pasta was going to be a game time decision. Hmm. I mean, that's news to me. Both things. I mean, I was almost positive that they'd put Halak in. Um, I mean, that's pretty crazy to hear those things. I mean, the guys blocking shot, shots in front of Tuca. I mean, I don't know how happy they are, the defensemen, hearing that you know it is what it is type of thing. Um, they're putting their heart into it. So hopefully, maybe he's just playing with the media, but. That's just pretty disheartening because I've been a Tuca guy since day one, really. Even in the Thomas days, I've always liked Tuca. So um, I just hope it's something he's going through and just got to strap it down. I mean, the guy's one of the best goalies in the league. So, Yeah, I mean, I've had my fair share of ups and downs with Tuca. I'm a season ticket holder as well, so I see mm-hmm. him every game. Um, but, you know, I, I always like to give him the benefit of the doubt, and then something mm-hmm. happens where it – feels like he gives up on the team or he gives up on the play. And I will never tell you that he is not a great goaltender. I mean, he's one of Vesna. He's been nominated for multiple. I mean, at this point, the guy has, you know, the only thing that he doesn't have is that cup, which is right. what a he's lot got of... got the cup, but not as a starter. Correct? Right. Yeah. A lot of people will hold that over his head forever. Um, the reason that we lost to St. Louis last year was not because of Tuka Rask. I mean, and that and that rattles me when people are like, "Oh, he could have played better." I'm like, they didn't score a goal to what four minutes left in the game. The Bruins. So Everybody like, could have played better. Absolutely, it was so, not Rask's fault. So, I mean, the only reason the only reason we got there, I think, is because of Rask. I mean, he was he played phenomenal, especially in that Columbus series. He was just excellent. So, yeah, he absolutely stole some games for us, which is what you mm-hmm. need on your way to the finals, but. Um, I do feel bad that he still gets the, the the short end of the stick when you're talking about what happened last year. He played one of the best performances that he's ever had in, in the playoffs throughout that whole run. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. yet he still got, you know, a bad rap for not winning the game. It doesn't mm-hmm. all come down on one player. Absolutely not. Nope. I mean they didn't there was they were just were you at that game? I was, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, just like, I mean, just from the the second the puck dropped, they were flat. It was just, I'm like, come on, guys. I'm like, this could be the best night of my life. I'm like, <laughs> but. I felt the same way. And, and as soon as I saw, when Marshan made that change, 
Oh. And they let up that goal with a few seconds left in the period. I knew that it was over. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. Actually, a funny story. Um, my mom was at the game. I was with my dad sitting next to him, and my mom sat a little further down. She sat next to Jack Eichel. No way. Dad. Yeah. And uh, they didn't know who he was. They were talking to him for a while. And, like, once they scored that first goal, he goes, the game's over. And he was right. He's like, you know, once, the, once St. Louis gets one, that's going to be it. Because he's, um, he's buddies, I guess, best buddies with Matt Grizzlick and good buddies with Ryan O'Reilly, he was saying. so. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. It was funny, though. He was in a, And then towards the end of the game, my dad's like, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> with like five minutes left, I'm like, I'll stay with mom. So I sat next to them and talked to them for a while. Really nice guy, Jack. Yeah, I've, you know, I've, I've heard that before. I think he's mm-hmm. from, you know, I know he's from this area. So um, I know a few people who have you know, knew him before he was Jack Eichel, if you want to say, mm-hmm. it, if you want to say it that way, but, right. um, but yeah, I mean, hell of a hockey player and he knows, I mean, when you saw the way that the Bruins were playing, when you saw mm-hmm. that goal go in, it deflated that team. I mean, Just so disheartening though. I'm like, you guys got to Like it's at home too. game seven. Right. It's like, you got to leave everything before. out there. Yeah. It, you know, I also have a hard time. I, I've kind of, I mean, I made this podcast to talk about sports and to talk about the things we like and we dislike about it. Mm-hmm. And, but, it, you know, it's easy for us to say, right? It's easy mm-hmm. for me to say, hey, he shouldn't have made that change or they should have scored or they should have done this or, you know, I'm that guy sitting on the couch who right, couldn't right. skate up and down the ice four times without dying. And like I'm telling gas. them to shoot the puck better and to do this and that. But in the biggest game that they're ever going to play in their life. Absolutely. I mean, think about it. The Bruins have been around for, what, 100 years or whatever? Yep. I mean, just about. there's never been a game seven seeing the Cup Finals at home ever. Right. You know, and they have the opportunity to win on home ice. And that city would have been out of control. You know, it would have been so much fun. It would have been a great time, and I hope that we get to see it again at some point in yeah. the next few years because, I mean, you're looking at a window here too. I mean, I, I, mm-hmm. I would imagine that you gotta you got to see it as well. Bergeron only has a handful of years left in him. Chara, I don't even know if he has a year, uh, this year right. left in him. Um, I think that he has a lot. He brings a lot to the table for the Bruins, uh, of course. I mean, he is the voice. He is that huge guy on on the bench that everybody looks to for for advice. He's done so much for these young guys, Carlo and McAvoy, and all these young guys coming up in the league. But it's very clear, and I, I would imagine you see it as well that he's lost a step and that he's not able to keep up with players as much as he could as he used to be oh absolutely i mean if you remember back in the day i mean that 2011 run him and seidenberg were like shut down dynamic duo shut down it's yep. like you, you weren't getting by those guys period i mean charles lost a step but i mean i think his leadership and him being there and but like you said it's definitely not the same Charles as it was a few years ago no and and again you i mean you got to look and you got to think that char is going to be on his way out at some point um mm-hmm. Bergeron again only has a handful of years left. I would imagine uh, he's not he's not getting younger. Nope. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with Krejci, and who knows what's going to happen with Rask. I mean, you have this group right now that it's it's win right now. Absolutely, um, and Sweeney's. I mean, I, I think he's done a great job the past few few years with um, bringing in guys for the run. I mean, last year bringing in uh, Coyle and Johansson, and I think you know I think Case. I'm sorry, Kasha. I mean. I think he's a little faster version of Johansson, um, which I think he's was a great pickup on his end. I think he's done a great job so far. 
Yeah, the last two games, he's really shown what he can do. Yeah, amazing, right? I mean, yeah. wow, this guy's really strong on the puck. He's got good wheels. I mean, I do like what he brings to the table. Um, so how do you feel, say they make it through this series, how do you feel about their chances moving forward? I mean, I suppose it could depend on, or it always depends on the, um, the opponent. Right. So the next round we could face, if we were to make it that far, the Islanders or Washington? It's scary to me. I mean, Washington's definitely scary to me. Yeah. I mean, coincidentally, I was at, actually, no, they, they won at home this year. They blew them out, right? Was it 7-1 or something? Um, but I was there two previous Super Bowls ago in D.C. I was there. They won one nothing, And that was the first time they beat them in, like, 20-some-odd games. You were you were at the game in Washington when the in Pats Washington. when the Pats won the Super Bowl? No, when the Pats won the Super Bowl, yeah. Because yeah. I, I was at that game as well. <laughs> oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, so oh, I went. Lord, that's crazy. Every yeah, year, I... my dad and I take a trip to a different stadium, um, and that year we happened to pick Washington. Oh, and... no kidding. Yeah, yeah, my fiance got me that for Christmas. That was my Christmas gift. So That was a great game. Uh, nail-biter for sure, but it was a great yeah, game. Yeah, one nothing, and uh, Tuca's uh, winningest game, Bruins history, was that game. Yeah, and and then you top it off with getting to watch the Patriots win the Super Bowl. Oh, unreal. Yeah, it was awesome. It was, it was a so great cool. trip. Yeah, absolutely. I, I always, you know, when I talk to people about the trips that I've taken, I've probably gone to, to 10 or more um, different stadiums at this point, and that's mm-hmm. probably the one that sticks out to me the most, being the most fun trip. Aside Absolutely. from the winter classic, how can you beat that? Right, it, it was just it, it was great. I mean, what, what's your favorite arena you've been to? Um, so I would say that my favorite arena, I, I've gone to New Jersey a lot of times, and I really like mm-hmm. that stadium. It's a quick trip, yep. and it's a really nice stadium for being in. Unfortunately, not a great part of town. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so I love going there. Um, and I love Nashville a lot. I thought that was super fun. Yeah, I've been to both those. So I've been in Nashville. Um, actually, I'm pretty friendly with uh, Colin Wilson. He was uh, he used to play for Nashville, so yep. he hooked us up with tickets there three, four years ago. And then um, actually, this previous I don't know. Did you go to the game over on New Year's Eve this year in Jersey? Uh, no, I didn't actually. That was the, that's the first year that, ha- that I haven't gone in probably five or six seasons. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, so that was my first time at that rink. It was really cool. Um, my brother-in-law, his actually first cousin, plays for the Devils, Kevin Rooney. Oh, so, nice. Um, yeah, so we um, were with him, and then we went to the game, hung out with him and stuff after. It was pretty cool. That, that is a good barn, though. The area itself is pretty, pretty sketchy, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a cool arena, though. Yeah, and and that's why I like to go out there every year. I mean, it's just, it's in, like I said, it's a quick trip. It's, it's a few hours to get down there. Um, it's always, you know, we've had fairly good luck against the Devils, so mm-hmm. that's Except what's that fun. game I went to. <laughs> what's that? Except you, they lost that yeah, game. Yeah, they lost in the shootout. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like going there. The Going to Long Island is super fun, too. Um, that's a quick mm-hmm. trip as well. And yeah. we always tend to have good luck against the Islanders. And now that always, I say that, yeah. we probably won't. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's that's funny that you were out at that same game. and, and Yeah, small world. Yeah, totally. Um, so as you said, Washington's kind of, a um, kind of scary. it's I kind think. of scary. The Islanders, they don't have as much problem with if they were to win the series and mm-hmm. um, totally agree with that, you know? And then I think 
Tampa has their hands full with Columbus. Yeah. I, I do think Philly will beat Montreal. I think they're going to give them a tough time, especially if um, Price is playing well. But I think Philly will win that series. And then, you know, I mean, the West looks pretty good. I mean, I think Vegas looks really good. I mean. See, that that's I mean, what I was going to ask. I was going to see if, you know, I, I, I personally think that Vegas is going to be the team to beat in the West right now. Absolutely. Vegas, and if you're not talking Vegas, it's going to be Colorado. But, I mean, either one, two great teams. I'll tell you, I don't want to play either of them if we were to make if I don't I wouldn't want to play them if I was a team in the East. Either of those two teams in the West. Absolutely those are not. those so are I think good the Bruins, teams. Yeah. I mean, usually the East is it's been a lot better the past few years, but I mean, like I said, I think the Bruins draw in Carolina first round is a pretty good draw for them. Yeah. And you know, I have confidence, maybe, like you said, being biased, but if they play their game, I mean, they were the president's trophy winner. So. Right. Yeah, one to one is is it's a best of five now, so Right, you you got to play to win, and and I think that they're going to come out in the next game. I hope um, it's pivotal, right? I mean, you don't want to go down two one, definitely right. not. Uh, I I would definitely agree with that. It's definitely a big game. Um, I think that they'll shuffle up the lineup a little bit as far as you know. They had Coolman in their last game, and I'm I'm wondering if maybe they'll put in someone like Lindholm or um, someone yeah. else down. That's... So, uh, I've heard a few things that maybe Richie will come out, but I don't I don't know if that's true or not, but. See, we talked a little bit a little bit about Kasha and how he's really shown that he can be a good player and he's really turned it on the last couple of games and I haven't felt that about Richie yet. Right, I haven't seen much. They haven't really gelled that line. I don't think because I mean you have you see Coyle making some plays, but besides that, there hasn't been much going on for that line. Yeah, and I really hope that that turns around. I mean, unfortunately. Um, they kind of brought him in here to be a guy who can play, but also who's a big body to kind of bang around. And That's a little grit, yeah. There hasn't been any of that with him yet. No, there hasn't. I don't know if I don't know what the reasoning is, but um, hopefully, kind of turns it on a little bit in the next couple games. We need a little need bit it. of that. I mean, there's no one really doing that for us. So, no, and and as somebody who watches every game, like like yourself, you see that. The teams that play us physically are the teams that beat us. Absolutely. So, I mean, I mean the, the Blues last year were the 2011 Bruins, yep. basically. You know, right. So we can't if 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 people are going to roll all over us and and you know hit us every single time and we're not hitting back. I mean, there's, the, it's not going to be it's not going to be an easy game. That's for sure. Absolutely. And I don't know if you noticed in Game One, especially. I mean, they were beating up Bergeron big time. Right. I mean, I couldn't believe any chance they got cheap shots, everything, and trying to take him out of the game. So, and that's a guy you can't lose. Absolutely Definitely not. not so. I mean, and you can tell the difference of what happens when we don't have pasta out there. Even. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, did you have I mean, that to, was a that was a shock? Did you happen to see the video of what people are speculating? I mean, they're obviously guess, they're not going to. But I mean, I, I, what? I mean, it didn't seem like anything to me. Yeah. What about you? What did you think? I don't know. I mean, if if I'm just going off of the speculation like everybody else, because of course they're not going to disclose what the injury is during the playoffs. Right. They never do. But it it either looks like a groin or like some sort of torn muscle because it was no contact. It was no nothing. Right. I mean, he just jumped up and it was awkward, really. Yeah. I mean, he goes. I mean, lose him for. I mean, I don't know. Guy scored 48 goals this year with 12 games left. So. <laughs> That that one's gonna haunt me forever because I feel bad for the guy. I mean, I feel like he, oh. he he had fifty for sure, but what did he have on top of that? Right. Oh my god. And then he was what like 
in 96 or 94 points, like MVP year, you know. There, there's a couple things that I feel like we got robbed on, whether it was getting to see what we might have seen with Pasta, um, and then, you know, we won the President's Trophy, which personally I think is a curse. Um, Absolutely. But I thought we got, you know, the Bruins did not play well in this round robin. Philly played unbelievable. They they won that first seed, but mm-hmm. I don't think that we should have had to play for the seeding. No, I mean, I think that's, I mean, personally, what I think, I think too many teams are even in it. I mean, I think they should have, the teams that were at the bottom maybe played each other, and then it should have just been one through eight. I mean, you have so many teams in here that, I mean, I they did move on, but it's, it's kind of crazy. What, only six or seven teams didn't make the playoffs? It's like, yeah, it's kind of crazy, but. What, what it's also crazy is that the, through the six or seven teams that didn't make the playoffs, they, none of them got the first overall pick. I know. <laughs> you got to feel well, for Detroit right now. I mean, it's I, I don't understand why the league did it that way. I, I don't really either. So basically, if I'm not mistaken, right, the first pick was teams that qualified for the playoffs, right? The first, so the teams that didn't qualify for the playoffs got tossed in for the first overall pick. So realistically, that pick in our nightmares could have went to, to Toronto, Toronto. I or know. Pittsburgh. Like, that's insane to me, though. It's like, yeah, I don't know. But good thing. I mean, all right, New York, they can have it. I mean, they're in a the rebuild anyway. But yeah, like you said, imagine it goes to Toronto. Like they would screw. They would. They screw can't up afford it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're gonna do up there. It's not our problem, but I don't know how they're gonna. They're gonna have to trade somebody. Toronto's. Uh, they're a nightmare. Um, Edmonton is a nightmare. I feel bad for Connor McDavid out there. Oh, how good is he? I mean, I've never seen a guy with wheels like that. I mean, he's like. It's like turbo mode all the time. Yep. Yeah, he. Th- that's why I say I feel bad. I mean, luckily we don't have to play them very often, and mm-hmm. if we were to make it to the finals and play against them, I would be, you know, he's a great player. He can change a game, but he can't win it all for them. No, and it, nope. It, what's crazy to me is that they have Dreisaitl as well, and they're mm-hmm. still not making the playoffs. I know. It's, it's amazing. It really is. It's like you can't put, like, any talent around them or just, you know, enough, but... Well, I think it speaks kind of a little bit to the league as well. You look at some of these teams that have, um, again, maybe I'm biased, but I w- I'll use Boston as the example, is that we don't pay players $12 million a year or more no, or however no. much. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. So you got people like the whole first line altogether, I think, is maybe $21 million. It's like you got, they're all under $7 million, right? Right. Or, yeah. Like, and then and then you look at Toronto and they have forty million dollars in four players. <laughs> it's that's never work. gonna work. It no, it doesn't work. Nope. So I, I don't know. I mean, that's the that's the one positive I will say about about Boston is that we do have a bright future because we have the money around some of these players. But mm-hmm. one other thing that I would like to ask you is um what do you think is gonna happen with Tory Krug? What do I think is going to happen with Krug? I mean, I'd love to have him here. But, I mean, it, it's definitely going to be a tough decision for him because I know he loves being here. Right. Um, but if someone's going to offer him a lot of money, and it's probably going to be his hometown, Detroit. And how do you, like, I don't see the Bruins paying him more than they're paying Bergeron, do you, or Marshawn? 
Well, that's the thing. I mean, you, you, you got to put it up against, do you think that you deserve money than, than more money than pasta? No. And how, how could he say yes? But right. I mean, is Detroit going to offer him 9 million? They have the cap space to do it. Right. I mean, and how do you give that up? So I think it's going to come down to Tory's decision. I think the Bruins are definitely going to want to keep him, but you know, it's going to be, I think he's probably going to have to take a discount. I mean, I think he's definitely going to be, does that, and if he wants to stay here, do you think that there's a decision to be made between paying Krug and keeping DeBrusque, or do you think that there's a there's a way that they can keep both? I bet there's a way they can keep both. I mean, uh, Sweeney does a good job of things like that. Um, I think there's a way they can keep both. I mean, what, someone said DeBrusque looking for about $5 million a year. I mean, I don't see that. I would see maybe a bridge deal like you did with McAvoy or Carla, you know, a two-year deal and see what you can do for me, and then, then you get your payday. I think that's the way to do it, and I think that some of these players want to prove themselves, and I think that's Mm -hmm. why McAvoy is taking a bridge deal and Carlo. and Absolutely, and and I think DeBrus is, I mean, he's still really young. What is he, 22, 23 years old? Something like that, yeah. I think he's a great player. I mean, he's fast. I mean, he's definitely the future of the league. It's speed, and he's got great speed down the wing, and I think he'll be a great guy that can, you know, if Krejci's still here for another year or two, you know, I think he's a good player, and I like to keep him. I agree. I am a big fan of DeBrusque. I think, you know, there's a few times where I think he needs to get his head straight and make sure mm-hmm. that, you know, it seems like when he gets down on himself, he can't dig himself out of that hole in the games, and, right. it, and it has to be, you know, on to the next game for him, even before the mm-hmm. game's over. But yeah, um, I, yeah, I love but, him. I mean, the thing I do like about him, too, is he's pretty clutch. I mean, yeah. The guy scores in big spots, so that, that's really encouraging for a young player. I mean, last last year, the first round against Toronto, he really turned it on before he got oh, injured. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you, you see that potential in him, and you know that it's possible, and that's what you're always kind of hoping for. And th- yeah, this I mean, is the guy should it. be a 30-goal scorer right. in the future, I think, definitely. I agree. Um, well, I don't want to keep you all night, so I, do, I definitely appreciate you coming on. Um, everybody that – you know, wants to check out Chuck's Buckets, you can go to chucksbuckets.com. Um, you're on, if I'm not mistaken, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Instagram, Twitter, yep, I got the site. And actually, okay. um, for the listeners today, I do have a promo code, uh, 15% off an order, uh, and just the code's chatter, C-H-A-T-T-E-R. Awesome. So just um, at checkout, put in that promo code, and uh, enjoy 15% off the order. Yeah, so if you're a Boston fan, if you're a Philly fan, if you're any fan of, of you know, check out the website, see what's up there. Um, if yeah, and I also do offer um, custom hats. So if there's something up there you don't see, um, 99% of the time I can make it as well. So, you know, if you want a uh, Shea Weber hat or whatever it is, um, you know, we can make it happen. So even if it's not listed. Yeah, so we actually did a couple. We did something recently with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you did. Yep. We Let's did a handful of hats too. to see yeah. how they would come out, and and yeah. I love how they came out. So yeah, um, you know, check out Chuck's buckets. Grab one of the hats. You're gonna love the quality of it. Use the promo code um, for 15 percent off chatter at checkout. Um, yeah. And you know, the, it's it's very reasonably priced for everything that's on there. Um, you look at some of these other hats on some of these other companies, and things are through the roof on pricing. So. Um, yeah, I mean, we're here for the because, as you know, I'm a fan as well. So you know, I'm here for the fans. So you know, I'm just trying to build the brand that way. So totally. Um, but thank you again so much for for uh, for coming on and talking with me. 
And I would love to have you on again. Uh, want yeah, to definitely absolutely. talk about what the, the new stuff that you said you got coming up in the future. Um, yeah. when, when that stuff really starts coming out, I would love to have you on and talk about more. Perfect. That'd be awesome. Cool, man. Thank you so much. Sounds like a plan. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Was it all?